1: It's Curious City, where we
2: take your questions
1: about Chicago and the region and investigate. Report.
0: Explore. From WBEZ. Hey, I'm radio producer John Facile. Every day, the Chicago Transit Authority, or CTA, moves about 1.5 million people. That's the size of the population of Philadelphia. Many of us choose to ride the CTA's trains. There are almost 1,500 cars that run on over 224 miles of track. As you're boarding, you might notice the CTA employee operating the train poke their head out of the side window to make sure everybody gets on. Then the doors closing announcement plays, the operator shoots back inside like a human prairie dog, and you're off. That's probably the last you'll see of that CTA worker the whole ride. Yet, these are the people that we depend on every day, sometimes even multiple times a day, to take us to work and to school and to visit our friends. Here at Curious City, we've gotten several questions all along the same lines. What is it like to be a CTA rail operator? And how do you operate a CTA train? The CTA wouldn't let us talk to any current rail operators for this story. But we did talk to some former rail operators who were ready to answer our questions.
2: Okay, what do you just go ahead and ask? I'm not holding nothing back. I don't work for CTA anymore. I'm on pension. As long as I don't do anything, you know, commit a felony or anything, they can't mess with my
0: pension. Erwin Davis retired from the CTA in 2012. He gets free rides for the rest of his life. And that sweet pension. We have an excellent
2: pension system at CTA, one of the best. It's like winning the lottery.
0: I also talked with the guy Irwin refers to as his mentor. Walter Collins operated CTA trains for a long time.
3: Yeah, 36 years, 5 months, 21 days.
0: A quick lesson in terminology. The people who run the trains are not called conductors or drivers. They're called rail operators. Although, until 1997, they were called motormen.
3: Irwin preferred being called a motorman, didn't like being called an operator. but uh, They could call me anything as long as they paid me.
0: One of the first things I learned about rail operators is that they take a lot of pride in their job. Many of them genuinely love trains.
1: When I came to Chicago and I saw the L trains, uh, I was like, I want to work there.
0: Deborah Lane used to be an active rail operator, but now she works for the union that represents CTA employees. She grew up in East St. Louis, Illinois.
1: As a little girl, we used to live by the railroad tracks. And we used to just sit out there sometimes at night and just watch them go by. I mean, they were just freight cars. But it was like as a kid, we were just so happy to hear the train come, you know, and they would blow the engine. And it's just, I just was fascinated by it.
0: A number of operators, like Irwin and Walter, actually consider themselves, quote, rail fans. I asked Irwin to define the term. Okay, I'm a person that likes trains. Like is an understatement. There is a whole subculture of people obsessed with trains, who share memorabilia, get together in dimly lit conference rooms to show each other photos they've taken of rail equipment. So do you go to other cities just to ride yes, the Yes, absolutely. I think there are more rail
2: fans that work for CTA than care to admit. It's nothing to be ashamed of.
0: Irwin's apartment is lined wall-to-wall with sagging shelves full of books about trains. He's really passionate about them. But still, you might get the sense from talking with him that operating a train isn't that hard. It's like driving a car. The harder you put on the accelerator, the faster you go. The harder you put on the brake, the quicker you stop. Except, not really. Operating a train is way more complicated than driving a car. CTA trains have four speed settings. 15 miles an hour, 25 miles an hour, 35 miles an hour, and 55 miles an hour. There are only a few places on the rail system where you can really stretch out and go full speed. Like that long, unbroken stretch between suburban Skokie and the terminal at Howard on the yellow line. The throttle, which looks kind of like a wheel controls the speed of the train. Here's Walter Collins again.
3: So when you move the handle all the way to the left, you get full power. You come to the middle, you coast, and uh, then you have points of brake to the right.
0: If you go all the way to the right, you go into emergency brake.
3: Big magnets clamp onto the rails and bring the train to a stop. Of course, you had to try to avoid making emergency stops because the passengers would be knocked all over the place.
0: (laughs) And then there are the signals. Train operators must monitor cab signals, a panel of lights in the train's motor cab that tell you how fast you can proceed. If you don't obey these signals, the train can automatically be thrown into an emergency stop. And it's not just the complicated controls that you have to worry about. The job is also physically demanding and strenuous. You have to be on your feet all day, sometimes for more than eight hours. And occasionally, you have to climb down to the track and troubleshoot problems. Here's Deborah from the union again.
1: So say like when your brakes go out in the car, you take it to a mechanic. Well, when the brakes go out on the train, we are the mechanic.
0: And it's psychologically demanding. The job can be very lonely and monotonous. Think about it. You're up there. You're on your own. You've got nobody to talk to except the dispatch radio. You're not allowed to have food or coffee or your phone. No music. No podcasts. And you're doing the same thing. Pull into station. Stop. Open doors. Play announcement. Close doors. Head out. Pull into station. Stop. Over and over and over and over over again. Hundreds of times in a row. Pull into station. Stop. Boredom is one of the hazards of this job, but you have to stay alert. Because even though things don't often go wrong while operating a CTA train, when they do go wrong, they go really, really wrong. It's incredibly stressful. 66 people have died on CTA tracks since 2012. And I've experienced
2: it, and it's not pleasant.
0: Irwin has hit two people. One was a track worker hit by accident. He survived. The other jumped to take his own life. According to Irwin, he left a note.
2: Saying, I can't take it anymore. Uh, please do not blame the motorman.
0: Were you able to see the the body? Was it? No, I didn't want to look down. I said, I'm not looking at it. I'm not, I'm not a paramedic. And then there's the third rail, the one that provides electrical power to the train, A few years ago, somebody went down onto the track to retrieve a beach ball and came into contact with the third rail and died. Another fell off the platform while playing with, quote, martial arts sticks and was also electrocuted.
3: Third rail, you have to respect that thing.
0: This is Walter Collins again, retired CTA rail operator.
3: I've seen electrocuted people and I've seen electrocuted dogs especially.
0: Most of the reports written by the CTA after these fatal incidents note that the operator of the train was also hospitalized for stress. These are very traumatic incidents for them. A relatively recent accident illustrates another hazard of this job.
2: And we have breaking news. A commuter train derailed at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago, injuring at least 30 people. Several cars jumped the tracks and slammed into an escalator. Yes, that is a CTA train climbing an escalator at O'Hare Airport.
0: On March 24, 2014, at around 3 in the morning... A blue-line train was headed into the O'Hare terminal when the young operator at the controls dozed off. She had worked almost 60 hours in the week prior, including one double shift. It was her 12th consecutive day of work. From all angles, it's an incredible sight, caused, we've learned, by the train operator, who was asleep at the controls. This was all big news. In addition to 30 injured, $11 million worth of damage was caused. The train operator was later fired. But what wasn't really reported is that the crash wasn't technically her fault. I'll explain that in a minute. But first, I should tell you that, according to almost everyone I talked to for this story, it isn't that unusual for rail operators to nod off at the controls.
2: I can't speak for anybody else.
0: I, I it, it happens. I mean, we're human.
3: It's a major issue. The job can be very fatiguing.
0: All of the former operators I interviewed mentioned falling asleep themselves or knowing of people who did. We're only talking a few seconds here, but again, in those few seconds, a lot can go wrong. Fatigue is a huge issue in transit. Almost 20% of the rail accidents investigated by the National Transportation Safety Board in recent years have been caused by fatigue. And yet, rail operators at CTA can request shifts where they work more than 12, even up to 16 hours straight. They're allowed to alternate at random between shifts at different times of day. And while the CTA says that employees must take an eight-hour break between shifts, there are conditions where that can be waived. And according to the union, it happens. Investigators of the O'Hare accident found that the train should have stopped, regardless of whether or not the operator fell asleep. The safety mechanisms at O'Hare hadn't been properly designed. The allowable speed coming into the terminal was set too high, and the emergency braking system failed which is why the train went up the escalator instead of coming to a stop at the end of the track. After the accident, the O'Hare terminal was redesigned to make it safer. Like a lot of us, the rail operators I spoke with had complaints about their job. Like any job. But it also offers you something you can't get in just any job. The helm of a CTA train offers you views of Chicago that nobody else has. You go south of Armitage and you see that skyline.
2: I never got tired of that view. Going over the river, leaving the merchandise mart, I just feel like I'm a captain of a ship. It's a neat feeling.
1: When you get on the south side of Chicago and you you get to see the Dan Ryan, you see the cars go up and down, you see the truck drivers, you you know, you can wave. It kind of like takes your mind off of a lot of things that's going on internally. In that motor cab was my serenity.
0: Reporting for this story came from me, John Fasile. Special thanks to Dennis McClendon and Michael Powell. Support for Curious City comes from the Conant Family Foundation.
1: Train,
2: train, train I've got a thing trains I get a sad kind of feeling when I see a passenger train in this fast moving world that we live in nobody rides much these days maybe I'm a little sentimental I know that things have to change.
3: Next time on Curious City, the Chicago area has an estimated 2,000 coyotes, and they're pretty harmless when it comes to humans. But keep your dogs away from them.
2: Folks coming to me all the time saying, "Well, my German shepherd or Rottweiler weighs 120 pounds and your coyote only weighs 30 pounds. My dog is gonna win. Well, it's not because the coyote is out there scrapping every day and he's just gonna rip your dog up
3: coyotes in the city and suburbs. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.
0: Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org slash curious. Thank you.